Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello there. We are at session 100 of the Selling the Couch podcast. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. Uh, I'm just... This is amazing, and I'm just so grateful for you guys. Uh, I never thought we would get to 100 episodes when we started selling the couch. Uh, I was just happy to record those first couple of sessions, and uh, I just, it's just so humbling, and I am so grateful for each of you for taking the time to listen, for sharing um, the podcast with our colleagues. You know, I was thinking a lot about what I wanted to do with session 100, and I ran through a list of things. Should I do a solo episode where I just share what I've learned and what it's been like on this journey? Do I have someone interview me? Do I just do a regular interview? And, you know, then the idea hit me. Uh, A big part of why Selling the Couch has grown and continues to grow. We just passed 180,000 downloads in our just a little bit over a year and a half in and looks like we're projected around 200,000 downloads by the end of the year, which is amazing. But a huge reason why Selling the Couch has grown and why we're continuing to grow is you, is each of you. And uh, I wanted to dedicate this episode to each of you, and I wanted to feature as many of you as I could in today's episode. So a background story, what I did with this episode is I asked um, folks on the Selling the Couch email list, um, which you can find at sellingthecouch.com forward slash newsletter, but I asked them what the best private practice building tip that they've ever received was. And I used this uh, program called SpeakPipe. So I asked them that, that question and then our colleagues sent voice messages over. And uh, today I took 17 of those messages. And uh, that's what today's episode is going to be all about. So they're answering that question of what's the best private practice building tip that they've ever received. I was trying to figure out how to actually organize this conversation because I just didn't want to be like, here's 17 tips because I I feel like that would be really overwhelming. So what I did was I actually broke them down into 
various topics that I thought could kind of be bookends for each of these conversations. So the first topic is all about mindset and specifically the entrepreneurial mindset. You know, this phrase has been uh, popular recently. And I think for me, being an entrepreneur, there is a little bit of a mindset difference. And this first set is all about colleagues sharing a little bit about that. And the second topic is we're all talking about marketing and how to serve your ideal clients or their colleagues coming on and talking about that. Third one is all about networking and building relationships. The fourth one is just tips on investing in yourself and your business and in your private practice. And we wrap up with the fifth tip, which is building a private practice that is centered around your life and that makes sense for your life. I'm really excited for today's conversation, so we'll get right to it. The first set of conversations, again, are all about mindset, and we've got Charlotte, Jessica, Ava, and Jim coming right on. So here we go. Hi, Melvin. It's Ava Baron Shasher from Baltimore, Maryland. I specialize in working with people with anxiety and depression. And the best advice I was given about a private practice is do what you do, do it with heart, and do it well. And other people will know that and come to you. And it's really worked for me. I am Charlotte Easley, a psychotherapist and equine specialist in Lexington, Kentucky. I work with professional women who look outwardly successful and perfectly put together, but inside, they only feel chaos and insecurity. They are women who are ready to ditch the perfectionist and begin a second journey that's filled with purpose, passion, and strong relationships. The best advice I received in starting my private practice was to stop thinking I was just a therapist and start thinking, I was an entrepreneur who was creating a business to provide a needed service that would improve the quality of life for women who wanted more. Hi, my name is Jessica Lang and and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist with an office in Oakland, California, but I do in-home therapy throughout the San Francisco Bay Area as well as online therapy. I help children learn to trust and build positive relationships with safe adults in their life, which has been ruptured by their past experiences of trauma and adults who did not protect them, but in fact harmed them. My website is jlanghealingconnections.com. The number one private practice tip that I received that I found to be really helpful was to dig deep and really explore and learn to be comfortable with those parts of yourself which really make you uncomfortable because those will be the areas that will regularly play out and can have a negative impact on your private practice and the way that grows, is structured, and also the type of clients that will contact you and will come into your office. They may be less than ideal. Hi, I'm Jim Jonas, director of the Jonas Center and chief managing officer of Breezy Notes EHR out of Minneapolis. My website is thejonascenter.com or breezynotes.com. My number one advice to private practitioners is to face your fears. Don't be afraid to have conversations regarding your practice that are outside your comfort zone. At the end of the day, trust yourself when making private practice decisions. I also want to say that it's very important to be fair, transparent, and genuine 
with colleagues, contractors, and clients. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed that first set of tips all about the entrepreneurial mindset and just generally the mindset that we should have as business owners. You know, as I was listening to those, I've heard the, you know, just in prepping for this episode, I've heard the advice a couple of times from our colleagues and I I just love that perspective of, you know, I think a couple of things, you know, actually one big thing that comes to mind for me is that I don't know if this resonates for you, but I'm really good at reading a lot of stuff and reading blog posts and researching and taking really good notes, but sometimes I'm not so good at actually taking the step and and actually to implement what I have learned. So they have a lot of fear around taking action. And I hope that this first set kind of helps you start to see things a little bit differently because for me, one of the best things that I've learned is that there are lots of wonderful resources online and there are lots of folks who talk about wanting to do amazing things, but it's one thing to talk and another thing to actually do to get out on the battlefield. And that's sometimes hard, not just sometimes, a lot of times it's really hard, but uh, it makes a big difference when we actually go through the entire process. So the... Uh, Second set of tips is all about marketing. And the way I like to think about marketing is I think that word sometimes has a little bit of a, a weird connotation, right? I like to think of it more as building authentic relationships or connections with folks. And so we're talking all about this idea of building these connections and serving your ideal clients. And we're going to be hearing a lot from Laura, Alicia, Dara, Laura and Robin. So here we go. Hi, Melvin. My name is Alicia Claybon. I am a licensed professional counselor in Montgomery, Alabama, where I specialize in couples therapy. My website is www.aliciaclaybon.com. The number one practice building tip I've received is to show up in a really genuine way with my clients because clients can tell if you are not genuinely interested in them as a person. They can also tell if you are not genuinely interested in their story or their pain. And so uh, conveying genuine care and concern for the client or couple that I'm serving has really been my key to word of mouth referrals. Hi, Melvin. This is Dara Hoffman Fox in Colorado. I'm a licensed professional counselor and a gender therapist. So the number one private practice building tip that I'd like to offer to the Selling the Couch audience comes from a book called Be a Wealthy Therapist by Casey Truffaut. And Casey recommends that you spend time thinking about who you want your ideal client to be. And then you build your practice and your branding around this. This turned out to be brilliant, honestly. Um, when I first started my practice, uh, I was all over the place seeing whoever would actually come to me. And after about a year, I discovered Casey's book and was able to spend some time um, really thinking about who I wanted to help. And so 
um, what I came up with in the end is calling my practice the Bohemian Sanctuary. And I really made sure that my entire website reflected what this meant. I live in a very conservative area, so I wanted to be sure people knew this was a place where you could find sanctuary um, no matter who you are. And there's people who are gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, polyamorous, kinky. I wanted to make sure they knew that they could come to me and talk about um, these things. And so I have to say it's worked extremely well. So um, that website also is the bohemiansanctuary.com if you want to check it out. Much luck to everybody out there starting their new practice. Hey, Melvin, this is Laura Reagan, LCSWC, the host of Therapy Chat. And the number one private practice building tip I've ever received is to be yourself in your marketing, in the practice you build the content you create, what makes you stand out is what people will come looking for. So instead of trying to be like anyone else, find out what's unique about you and bring that out in everything you do with your practice. Congratulations on your 100th episode. I've enjoyed watching your journey. Hi, I'm Laura Forsyth. I'm a psychologist in Camarillo, California, devoted to helping college students and other adults with attention, anxiety, and mood problems. My website's at drlauraforsyth.com. Practice building tip is to use the principle of show and tell in your directory listings and on your website. You can give prospective clients a taste of what it's like to work with you that way and help them experience more of a sense of hope to address their problems via the use of evocative language and images. For example, on my website, the landing page is all about that. It's instilling a sense of hope, a vision for what they would like to be in their lives. Other pages have a lot of resources, all the material that describes my competence and my familiarity with the areas in which I work. But then there's some leavening in there. There's some lightening of it and energy material that's intended to be energizing. Um, I have a blog that's got everything on it from poetry to handy how-tos to review of research and a page devoted entirely to humorous stuff applicable to, to my area. There's memes and cartoons, video, all kinds of stuff. People have said that they love the material and it helped them feel really confident about contacting me. Hi, Melvin. Congratulations on show 100. This is Dr. Robin Norris, marriage and family therapist, calling in from Windward Optimal Health in Sterling, Virginia. Our team of counseling professionals is trained and available to meet the mental health and wellness needs of our local community and those around us. You can find out more about us at wind-opt.com. That's W-I-N-D-O-P-T. The number one private practice tip I learned was actually from an adolescent client with cancer. Live each session like it's your last. Be proud of what you do. Treat clients and other people around you as you and your family would want to be treated. Get to know the person first and the illness second. When you use your head and follow your heart, you will lead in an ethical and compassionate way. Again, Melvin, best wishes on your future endeavors. Hey, everyone. 
everyone. Hope you enjoyed that conversation all about marketing and speaking to your ideal clients and serving them in in big ways. I love just that that perspective of being yourself and being your authentic self. You know, the truth is with selling the couch, especially at the beginning, I didn't always know what I was doing, right? And what I would try to do is I would try to match or replicate other well-known entrepreneurs in the space. And I think sometimes at the beginning, we need to do that, right? We need to see what others are doing and gain inspiration and then move forward. But one of the things that I also realized was that in those initial stages, when I was trying to be someone else, I couldn't be myself, right? And and I think part of that just comes with time. And I hope that these tips have helped you to think a little bit differently about marketing and to think about how you can put your authentic voice out into the world. Our next tip is all about networking, which is this idea of building relationships. And Chris... Scott and Rachel are all coming on to share about some of the tips that they've learned along the way. So here we go. Hi, I'm Chris DePew. I'm a counselor in Huntsville, Alabama, and I work with people that are in transitions, whether that's career, location, relationships, marriage, uh, family, lifestyle, uh, all those kinds of things. Uh, My website is HuntsvilleCounselor.com. And the number one private practice building tip that I've ever received uh, is is more of a way to run a business in in my mind than necessarily just building a private practice. But it's about making people around you successful. And I believe that if you make those around you successful, then you will be successful. Thanks. Hi, my name is Rachel Moore, and I am a marriage and family therapist registered intern in San Diego, California. I primarily work with writers, artists, and musicians, and my website is rachelmoorecounseling.com. My favorite private practice building uh, tip comes from uh, my favorite marketer, whose name is Rebecca Brown. And Rebecca says, the marketing that's fun is the marketing that gets done. Oftentimes, I think as therapists, we think we should be doing this or that or the other thing regarding marketing. But in reality, why make it hard for ourselves? So if you love networking, if you love uh, doing workshops, if you love working on your website from your home, do that. Enjoy yourself. Best of luck. So my name is Scott Rauer, and I work as a psychologist in Hood River, Oregon. And the number one uh, tip I've received that has been very helpful for me is to connect with other medical providers in the area and to send a letter to just introduce myself and specifically ask for referrals. Uh, in the letter, I've kind of I detail the type of clients I work best with. But I think just in general, it's, hey, I'm here and you're asking refer- for referrals. Hi there. Hope you enjoyed that conversation and those tips all about networking. As I mentioned earlier, I think once, you you know, this word networking, to me, it frightens me, it terrifies me, and uh, it makes me want to go like lay underneath a blanket somewhere. You know, I think when I started seeing networking as a way to build relationships and authentically connect with individuals, it made a world of difference for me. And for me, for example, I I think sometimes 
when I think about networking, right? I think about these big, massive groups where there's like a couple hundred people and you got to go from one person to another and try to form these connections. And you don't necessarily have to do it that way. And I, I hope that these tips have encouraged you to think outside the box. You know, sometimes I'm just as happy uh, grabbing coffee. Actually, most of the time, I'm just happy grabbing coffee or a meal with uh, one to four people and, and I'm good. So the next set of tips is all about investing in your business. This tip, I, I wanted to really to focus on this because I think this shift, when we start to think about private practice as more than just a hobby or a part-time thing, but when we actually start to think about it as we are business owners and this is our business, it shifts our mindset a lot. So here is Elizabeth and Diana who are coming on to share tips that they've learned along the way. Hi, my name is Diana Chaparro-Clark, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in Tustin, California, where I work with individuals struggling with anxiety, and I also work with parents and adolescents. My website is hopeculturecounseling.com. The number one private practice building tip I've received is to spend the money monthly for practice management software. It helps compile all of my clinical and business information in an organized way for a clinician that is otherwise administratively lacking. Best money I've ever spent. I'd also like to add that putting a video on my website of myself to give clients uh, an idea of who I am as a person and my approach to clients has helped clients have a feeling of safety when they meet me and also it makes building rapport much easier. Hi, my name is Elizabeth Cush and I'm a counselor in Annapolis, Maryland. I work with over-anxious overstressed, overwhelmed clients, and I help them learn how to manage the stress and anxiety in their lives. My website is progressioncounseling.com. The number one private practice building tip that I received was to open my business right out of, after grad school. And even though it was really hard and kind of scary, it was such a great tip because now, a year and a half later, I have my business, it's growing, and it's been an amazing journey. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed those tips all about investing in your business. You know, just from the perspective of selling the couch, and even as I start uh, back in private practice, one of the things that I have learned is that there's a lot of wisdom to investing in services and products. Now, of course, I mean, do the research and all of those things, but sometimes it's really smart to invest in services and products and, and trainings and all of those things, because especially if folks have already been there and they can teach us to get to a point where if they've already been there and, and they can teach us to get to that point as well. Diana and Elizabeth, uh, thank you again for those wonderful tips. So we've arrived at the last set, which is all about uh, building a private practice that that fits your life. And uh, this is, I wanted to leave this one for the very end because I just think um, sometimes, and I, I even notice this struggle as, 
you know, as, as I mentioned, as I jump back into private practice is that sometimes I, I look at other um, colleagues and I'm like, wow, they're doing this and they're doing that. And immediately after that, usually it's some sort of insecurity about insecurity or fear that comes up for me. I wanted to have this topic because I think um, that's one of the most beautiful things about private practice is that we get to build something that, that works around our life. So we have Anna and Kate and Katie and Carissa all coming on to talk about some of those tips. Hi, Melvin. My name is Anna McAlerney. I'm a couple therapist in Austin, Texas, where I work with couples that want to stay together but are struggling with communication in their relationship and want help. My website is counselingwithanna.com. The number one private practice building tip I've received is to remember you're the owner, CEO, and boss of your business. So be the boss you've always wanted, someone that's authentic and gives themselves permission to take vacation days or call in sick when needed, and also someone that reinvests in the maintenance of their business, their clinical skills, and also in their own self-care and work-life balance. Thanks so much, Melvin. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Carissa King, and I'm a marriage and family therapist in Sacramento, California. I work with premarital and married couples, and I also perform psych evals for pre-bariatric surgery patients. My website is elkgrove-counseling.com. The number one private practice building tip that I've received is to build your practice around your life rather than building your life around your practice. This tip has helped me maintain balance, stay energized, and keep my bucket full so that I can give abundantly to my family, my friends, and my clients. Hi there. Um, Hope you enjoyed that last tip all about building a private practice that suits your lifestyle. Uh, Again, if you came on today's podcast session, I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to record. I'd never done something like this before. I'd always had an idea of of creating an episode like this, but uh, I'd never done before. And you know what? I sent out the email to the newsletter. I was just so scared. I was like, is anyone going to actually respond to this? And I got a whole bunch of responses and uh, I'll continue to do these kind of episodes um, here in the future as we continue to grow. And uh, again, you can sign up for the Selling the Couch newsletter at sellingthecouch.com forward slash newsletter. If you guys head over to sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 100, you will get a detailed show notes and show summary. We've got some other cool stuff on that page for you guys as well, just to celebrate session 100. It I get kind of uh, excited every time I say episode 100. It's uh, just so cool. Thank you again uh, for being part of this journey. I Like I mentioned at the beginning, I wanted to feature as many of you as possible because selling the couch wouldn't be where it is without each of you. The community wouldn't be where it is without you guys participating and asking questions and wanting to be there for each other and coming from a perspective of abundance and wanting to support one another in our private practice journeys. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and uh, I will see you for episode 101 
next week. And uh, like I mentioned in the last episode, uh, episode 101 will be the last episode. Uh, We're going to take a break for Thanksgiving week and then all of December. I just figured uh, I need a little bit of a mental break, but also just with holidays and things like that. uh, I'd rather uh, you focus on spending time for rest and family and all of those things that are equally important as business owners. Take good care, and uh, I will see you next week for episode 101. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.